Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Let's begin at the Mishnah, Pebez Manalaf, and then we'll continue eight lines down on Pegimal Manalaf for today's da. Amagash es Ishto, Mishnah, in the beginning of the parish says, if somebody divorces his wife, Behold, you are Behold, you are permitted to anyone, any man, with the exception of so-and-so. So he's giving her a get. He's giving his wife a get. It's a normal get, but he's got a stipulation. He's excluding one man from the consequences of this divorce. Rabbi Yezer Matthew, Rabbi Yezer says, it works. Bechachamim Oshrim. Bechachamim say it does not. They prohibit. Kate said, Yasen, Bechachamim. Don't say, Alas Fafalan, there's nothing to do. There is a way to salvage the situation. He should retrieve it from her. And then he should once again give it back to her. He should declare as he gives it to her. Behold, you are permitted to any man. You are single, fully unfettered by the previous marriage. Without qualification. If within the text of the Bill of Divorce was written, So if the text was written, And then they erased, So then this Bill of Divorce is still invalid. This option to salvage is when the get itself was a good get, and the Nesina, the giving it over, was invalid. But if the get itself was invalid, so erasing it's not going to help. Let's see Rashi. We're talking about when the husband said over at the time of giving over the get. But there's an exclusion here. She's divorced, permitted to any man except for so-and-so. So we have this Machlokis, Rebbe Yezer, and the Chachamim. Let's take a look now on Adaf Pegemel. Eight lines down, the end of the line, Tan Rabbanon. La'achar p'tiraso shel Rebbe After the death of Rebbe Yezer, Nechnesu arba zekenim, four elders entered, la'hashiv al-dvaro, to respond to his position. Elohim, these are the four sages, Rabbi Yossi Haglili, Rabbi Tarifim, Rabbi Loz ben Azariah, Rabbi Kiva. These four Chacham. Nene Rabbi Tarifim v'Amah. Rabbi Tarifim answered and said his objection to the opinion of Rabbi Yezer. Arei shahalcha zu, v'nisas la'achit shoteh, shenesra lov. Think about a hypothetical case. After the husband has divorced his wife with this exclusion, she's divorced and permitted to all men except for so-and-so, then the woman goes and marries the brother of the one who the divorce was specifically excluded from. And then he died without sons, as she says, So this lady was divorced, and then she goes and remarries. She marries the brother of the one who was prohibited to her due to the qualification of the divorce. Does not come out. There's an uprooting of the matter of the Torah. Okay, davar mitzvahs yibum. 
which matter of the Torah is being uprooted, Rashi explains the mitzvah of evil, leveret marriage. She cannot become his wife. And that is what Yibum says to do. Yibum says he should become, she should marry him. But this is uprooting something from the Torah. So this indicates, this construct, this case, shows you an example where there's no krisis. Rashi shenze krisus have more of a Torah. The Torah says kasvala sefer krisus. He should write for her a book of severance. Amar b'tarah shelo amatara krisus haokeh dav minatara. The Torah does not say a type of severance that are uproots something from the Torah. This is a type of severance that entails the uprooting of something from the Torah. Therefore. It's a pircha on Rebbe Yezer. It's, it's a question on Rebbe Yezer. According to Rebbe Tarifah, you see from this case that the creases the Torah is talking about does not seem to be manifest in this type of creases, this type of severance. Then Rebbe Yosei Rebbe Yosei raises his own objection. Ve'amani said, Hey Chamatzino, where do we ever find something that is prohibited to one and permitted to the other? What we typically find is something that's prohibited is prohibited across the board. And that which is permitted is generally permitted. This indicates to you that this is not the krisus, the severance that the Torah is talking about. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah raised his objection. And he said, Krisus, what is severance? Something that cuts between him and her. But they are severed. And you see from here that there is still some bond between former husband and wife, that she is still bound to him, based on the limitation of this bill of divorce. So it's not a good crisis. Then Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, raised his own objection, and he said, Another hypothetical. What if this woman, after receiving her unusual get, Rabbi Yezir is Matim, so then she goes and marries Ephraim Dementh, Echemenashok, no relation to the fellow that she's not allowed to marry. And she had sons, as Armala, on his Garsha, and then either she became widowed or divorced. Now, to be too concerned, this is a hypothetical. Now, her Zibak Shlishi for this woman, right, her first marriage was this bizarre divorce. Then she married another guy, had children, was either widowed or divorced again. And now, for the third marriage, the tough shidduch market, she wants to marry the guy that her first husband said, you're divorced, except for concerning that guy. Lo nimsa get bottle. Does it not come out, says Rabbi Kiva, that the bill of divorce is nullified. And then, the children he, she had from the second marriage are now mamzer. They're illegitimate. Can't enter into the Jewish people. This is highlighting that there's a lack of krisus here. This is not the krisus that the Torah is talking about. It's not a proper severance. Rashi you need to have a severance between him and her, and she is still bound to him concerning the prohibition of that one individual. And the husband said, except for so-and-so. So she is still considered a married woman for so-and-so. 
longer to get bottle my freya. In the case of Rikiva, does it not come out that the bill of divorce is nullified retroactively? Share Amar Law, because the first husband said to her, Amanas Shiloh Nasilboni, on condition that you do not marry so and so. And her sons from the middle marriage end up being Mamzerim. Since she later, at the third stage, married the one who was excluded, so that undermines retroactively her divorce, and the children from the second marriage now are Mamzerim. She wasn't divorced for anybody. Jane's a Christus, that this is not severance. The Torah is not describing severance that would lead somebody as a status of Yisrael. Her children prior to this had a status of Yisrael. Now, when she violates the condition, she undermines the Giat Lamafreya, and it brings her children to Mamzerus, the apostle now. Alternatively, the first wide line. Another hypothetical. The one who was prohibited, specifically excluded from the divorce, was a coin. And then, the one who gave the divorce died. Comes out that when we consider the status of the woman con- concerning most people, so she's a grusha. She's divorced. Concerning this fellow, she's an almana. She's a widow. The kalachomer. And we have a kalachomer, a din, a fortiori logic. Ma grusha, she kala. That which the status of gerushin, of, of divorce, which is relatively light. Asura Yishvil Tzad Gerushin Shabbat. It prohibits to a coin because of the element of Gerushin within her. The prohibition of being a married woman, which is even more stringent. Vakolshkin all the more so. See Rashi. This woman who got this qualified divorce is considered widowed in relation to this coin because concerning him she was never divorced. And she's considered divorced by other people. And simply due to the fact that she is considered divorced, at least partially, here almost overwhelmingly, Asra Kasavalov, nonetheless, the Torah said, the coin cannot marry her. If she is divorced from her husband alone, that is all that's necessary to restrict her from Kehuna. She cannot marry a coin. So even though on a personal basis, the coin can say, well, she's an almana to me. She's been widowed, as far as I'm concerned. But she still would be prohibited to him because the tzad gerush and shabbat. There's an element, an overwhelming element, element in this case, of her being divorced. She's divorced from her husband. That's all you need in order to restrict the potential of legitimate marriage between her and a coin. Even though this particular coin can claim with a certain legitimacy that he's viewing her as a woman who is widowed, but there's a sad garrison, and that's enough to prohibit the marriage. And we should make this logical induction. That the Kohen can't marry this woman who has a Tzad Gerushin, even though clappy him, as he views it, she's not divorced, but rather she's widowed. And yet, that restriction applies. 
So all the more so for the more severe restriction of Aishas Ish, of a married woman. So the Tzad Ishus in this woman should restrict all other men from marrying her after she receives this bill of divorce. And when, when she says, yeah, I gotta get my husband divorced me, except for Clappy, that one guy. That one guy, I'm still married. So there's a Tzad Aishas Ish So it's a Tzad Grusha says a makes a coin and say, okay, this is not a shidduch for me. So the tzad ishis ish should tell the other that this is not for me. Everybody should be restricted from marrying such a woman who has a tzad ishus. That's Rabbi Kiva's taina. Magrusha jikala asura b'shil tzad gershin shabal ishis ish shichamura l'kolshkein. Halamana tasha ein zay krisus. This is not the krisus that the Torah is talking about. Rashi, Ma is a grusha, shukal, the lesser ele belaba alma, lightness of the prohibition of grusha is just a lot. A coin marries a grusha, it's kedushin. They're married. She's ashes ish. He has violated a lot, but it's not as chamor as ashes ish. Misas bez, chenek. Do not respond to the lion after death. Rashi, it's not so courageous of you. You're now giving big talk against Rabbi Ezer after he died. But he was a lion. Maybe if he'd be alive, he'd make short shrift of your arguments. You don't know. So, whatever you're saying, it's responding to the lion after he's dead. Anybody can fight with a lion who's dead. And therefore, he has no opportunity to respond back. Amar Rava. Rava said, All of these objections to Rabbi Yezer have a weakness except for the objection of Rabbi Yezer. His objection is sound. We have a Brisa supporting this assertion. Rabbi Yossi said, I see the soundness of the words of Rabbi Yossi Azariah above all of your words. Rashi, Islu Pircha. There's an objection. After we conclude with the support of the Brisa, we're going to see what the objections to the various arguments against Rabbi Yezer are. So although, but we can bring our own potential responses. What would Rabbi Yezer perhaps have said in his defense against these objections? Omar Ma. After the two dots. Which we saw was the first of the Tanoim here to object to Rabbi In the hypothetical where the woman who's mostly divorced went and married the brother of the one she's not divorced concerning. She's the one that's, she's prohibited to the brother of the person she married now, the second marriage. And then he died without children. Does it not come out that a matter of the Torah has been uprooted? Okay. What? Uprooted? You okay. It was uprooted. Ella masna laka davmetera. To modify 
tone down the objection here. The, the one who gave the get, let's, let's not falsely attribute what he has accomplished. The matter of the Torah was itself uprooted in, in an indirect manner. Rather, he made a condition to uproot a matter from the Torah. Masna mikamala even this, the Gemara is not happy with this claim that the one who gave the get originally is making a condition to uproot something with Torah. Did he say that she should go marry that guy's brother? No, he did not. There's a whole big world out there. She could have married anybody else. It's less than Masna Lakar Devanatara. Certainly less than Oke, Tavmanatara. And it's causing, due to his condition, that a matter of the Torah is uprooted. The Yibum cannot happen. Garim. El Garim Lakar Tavmanatara. Garim El Mata. Bas Ochav Lo Yisa. If you're worried about Garim, so then how can a person marry his brother's daughter? How can he marry his niece? Which Marni Bama says is a good idea. Shema Yomas Mubanim. Maybe he'll die without sons. Nimsa Gurim Lakar Dabnatera. If you're worried about Gurim Lakar Dabnatera, so in that case, there'll be no Yibun. So, Hainu Pircha. That is, in fact, what Rava mentioned. That there's an objection to the objection. That although Ritafan made this claim, but it's not such a, a strong claim in that we find that being gurim lakad of Torah is not so bad. So why do you have to say Ainzo Krisis? There's not the Krisis the Torah wants there to be. A person is allowed to be okay of Torah through grama. In fact, it's even encouraged in this case to marry one's brother's daughter. Hainu pirach. That is the pirach. Umay ilema bachutz Mishra, Shara, Belazar. Which context, which case specifically is Rabbi Tarifin understanding uh, Rabbi Yezer's case if you say that the stipulation was Bachutz. He said, she's permitted to all except for so-and-so. Mishra, Shara, it's permitted. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yezer, Tanya. According to Rav Leizer, as taught in Abraisa, Mor Rav Leizer, Rav Leizer agrees. The Megarish says Ishto, if somebody divorces his wife, Allah, and when he gave her the get, he said there, Behold, you are permitted to any man except for so and so. So the usage was Chutz, with the exception of, and then she married some other guy, and then that relationship ended, either widowed or divorced. So now, Now, with the second Gerushin, or Almanus, either way, the end of the second marriage, now she's permitted to marry even the original fellow that her husband's first bill of divorce excluded. So that Heter of the second Get or Misa Sabal is kolel even what was excluded from the first. That is Shita's Rebbe Yezer. Alag Almanas. Rather, it must be that Rebbe Tarfin was understanding Rebbe Yezer in the context of Almanas. The, the Lashon of Mishnah is Ella. But there's a difference between Almanath and Chutz. Let's see Rashi. This is the objection. The Rava said, all of these objections to Rav Liezer have their own weaknesses. 
understand the machlokas between Rabbi Yezer and the Rabbanon? If it's a case where when he gave her this bill of divorce, he said to the exclusion of so-and-so, then Rabbi Yezer will be mater. He will permit, Rabbi Yezer will permit Yibum to have a lover of marriage. Since she married somebody else, and the first marriage is entirely severed, including its conditions. So rather, it must be, Rabbi Tarifan understood that the Machlokas, Rabbi Yasmar Banan, was when the way the husband made the qualification was with the phraseology, on condition that she doesn't marry so-and-so. To know who the established case where they disagree is when there is a tenai, a condition, stipulation, and it was not fulfilled. Then it comes out that the original giving of the get was nullified retroactively. And now she's stuck with the original status of being a married woman. And that's because of the severity of Almanath, which is a Tanai. A Tanai will be bottle, my friend. This is all because Rabbi Yasser is of the opinion that there's a Heter. It's Tosos Amarbez points out, Moder Rabbi Yasser is, is a bit unusual. Rabbi Yasser concedes, he admits. Let's look at Tosos for a moment. It's a short Tosos. Moder Rabbi Yasser Teimo, this is a wonder. Leman mode. Who exactly is Rabbi Yezer being mode to? Who is he conceding to? Who is he admitting to? Rabbanan, The ones who are taking the other side of this debate are the Rabbanan, the majority opinion, and they say that this get is invalid altogether. When he makes a stipulation where he says, Allah, to use the wording of the Mishnah, so they say it's not a get. There's no krisus. Whatever the exact objection is, that we saw four chachamim getting up to speak out a, a, a rationale why there's a weakness in Rabbi Yezer's argument, they all say there's no get. And she's not permitted to any man in such circumstance because no get was given whatsoever. So what does it mean? Moder Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yezer concedes, he admits to them, it sounds like he's going to agree to them in a case. When the phraseology was chutz, to the exclusion of, so you have a limitation, when she marries the second guy and that second relationship terminates, either through divorce or becoming widowed. So then the first stipulation is undermined. She can marry that guy also. He's mode. He agrees. But according to them, what, uh, they're not going to agree to that. He's agreeing to them. They don't agree to that. They're going to say, that first divorce was worthless. And now, when she went and married some guy in the Shuk, she's Aishas Ish Lashuk. And now, either yes one's there, no one's there. But when he dies or gives her a divorce, the divorce is meaningless because there's no Kedushin. And if he died, well, he married Eishasish, and she doesn't become Muteris, she's Asur, Moshe Aisa. She's Eishasish. That's the Tema, Toso says. What's his mode? It's an unusual, uh, almost like a, a he, he's conceding, he's agreeing, in concept, a little bit to them, but not too much, because in practice they're disagreeing. Nene, Rabbi Yossi Haglili. So now we have the objection of Rabbi Yossi Haglili to Rabbi Yezer. Ba'amani said, where do we find Asr Lezeh, Omotr Lezeh, that something is prohibited to one and permitted to another? Ha'asr, Asr, Lako, 
that which is prohibited is broadly prohibited. And that which is permitted is permitted broadly as well. Vilo, is that really true? We have tithes, we have sacrificial produce. A coin can eat the trumo and kachim. There are restrictions, it's not permitted for everybody. So we have certain things that have people that may partake of it and other people that may not. Yeah, what well, we're talking about, a prohibition concerning a woman. So even in prohibitions concerning women, you have a rise. Rashi speaks out. Let's see. Trumo vikachim These tithes and sacrificial things are permitted to Kohanim, but not permitted to Israeli. Certain types. Arayas, bitabachoso. The examples of Arayas Rashi gives. The prohibition of his daughter or his sister. She's not a surlakol. So you have within Isr Isha, and you have Arayas that permitted to this and prohibited prohibit to that one. The familial relationships that are uniquely prohibited, but not broadly prohibited. The issues come in. Okay, we're talking about marriage. So, in a Hanami marriage, say, hey, that's universal. That is either Mutalazeh and Mutalakol or Aslazeh Aslakol. Rashi says, Ishus Kamrino Nesra Aide Kidushin. She's prohibited through Kidushin. That's what we're talking about. We're trying to say that's broad based. But Ishus Ish itself, yes, married woman herself. She's permitted to her husband. And she's prohibited to all other men. So we do find within Ishus, where the prohibition is generated by Kidushin, that there is differentiation. That is the weakness of Rabbi Yosef Lili's argument. That in this very example of Ashes Ish, so we find that there's permissibility and prohibited status within the same person, depending on who is being, the relationship is being considered. Her husband, she's permitted. To all others, she's prohibited. So you do find such a thing in the Isra Ashes Ish itself. And in which manner did Rabbi Yosef Lili understand the debate between Rabbi Yazir and the Chachamim? If you say that it was that when the first husband gives the divorce, he stipulates on condition, so then, behold, she is permitted. And permitted in the sense of not being prohibited by Eishas Ish. Rather, the way that the restriction, limitation of the marriage, of the bill of divorce was made, was by phraseology of, with the exception of, as opposed to almanaz, instead of making a condition. Rashi explains, He said, on condition that you do not marry so and so. And we are calling her permitted to everyone. Rather, it must be Rabbi Yosei Glili understands that the area of debate was when the husband gave a divorce and stipulated with the word chutz, with the exception of that's how Rabbi Yosei Glili understands the machlokes. That's why he asked this question. She is entirely prohibited to him, and as far as he's concerned, she was never divorced. So if you said, if the husband said almanaz, on condition that you don't marry so-and-so, so she's really divorced from that person who is 
uh, barred from marriage unless they go and get married. But the restriction of Eishasish is not still actually present on anyone if the, the limitation in the divorce was phrased as almanash elotinasi, on condition that you don't marry so-and-so. Whereas if he said chutz, he said you are divorced from everybody except for from so-and-so, then the prohibition of marriage is retained. She is still married concerning that individual. So the word chutz is pre- retains the present prohibition as a residual status of being a married woman. She's still a clap at that person. That's what Rabbi Yossi is objecting to. We don't find what does that, Right now, there's an essay. Whereas if he understood the machlokas with Almanas, so this wouldn't be a pircha. Because Almanas, until they would get married, there's no prohibition even between them of Eishasish. Alternatively, you hold the one that was restricted at the time of the giving of the bill of divorce was a Kohen, and then the one who gave the divorce died, does not come out that she is widowed concerning that Kohen and divorced as far as everyone else is concerned. The Kavachom, and we have this a fortiori logic, Ma Grusha Shikalo, that which a woman who is divorced, which is a light prohibition, as we said earlier, Alav, Asura Mishum Tzad Gershon she is still prohibited to marry the Kohen because she is considered divorced, even though not to him, but she is divorced minimally from her husband. And in this case, as far as everyone else is concerned as well. And a married woman, which is more severe, more than a lot. All the more so. So it's sad. So how could she marry any man? The same way the coin says, it's very nice that you're widowed to me, and I can marry a widow, but I can't marry you anyway because you're divorced concerning others. So shouldn't everybody be bound by the same train of, of thought when she wants to get remarried with her get? Rebelezer says, Moter, go ahead. But this objection, why doesn't every man say, there's a tzad ish? Very nice. I'm allowed to marry ish. There's a tzad ish here. Clap that person, that guy over there that was excluded. So I can't marry you. The tzad ish is more common than the tzad grusha. Who am I? What is the context of the Machlokas between Rebbe and the Rabbana? In this objection, if it was with a condition, on condition that you don't marry so-and-so, tap of the Gimelman Behold, she is divorced by him and in a a casual relationship, not a marriage relationship. There's no ishish. Ella bachutz, rather with chutz, to the exclusion of sansa, that the iser ishish ish is retained. She is still married, as she relates to that person who is excluded from the status of the divorce. Let's see Rashi. Hare grushat lo biznos garsinon. Hare lo asra love ella linase. Behold, the restriction for her was to marry so and so. Alaznos, but if it would be a casual relationship that is not kiddushin, so grusha yes lo miat. She is already now considered a grusha. She will only become ashes ish if they try to get married. But right now, she's Grusha. She's divorced right now, even concerning that person. Therefore, if her first husband dies, there's a status of Gerushin, even concerning this person, forever. And therefore, there is no 
strength of argument here, you could say there is a pircha, it's, it's a, an objection to this train of thought. Ma'im nasralav mishum tzadgerishin shabal. That which there's a prohibition because she's considered divorced. Sherei af etzlo haya alat tzadgerishin. The objection is that that case is not really a good comparison, because even as it related to him, the kohen, there's an element of her being divorced. Toma, shetzi aser al kol adam. Would you then jump and make a comparison for all people, all men, for the element of marriage, that residual marriage status of this woman concerning that one individual alone? As far as other people are concerned, there's no side ishas at all. It's only for that one man. So, not almanas, but rather bachutz. This, the, the koch, the strength of this kalachomer, is predicated on understanding the machlokas in the context of chutz. And he understands Rav Liazar's context, where he says it's a good get, with this exception. Was what he said, chutz, with the exception of so-and-so, as opposed to almanas. Then he could build this kalachomer. Rikiva e chutz virle, osif chutz, Rikiva for himself. If he holds that the debate is centered around when the husband made a limitation in the divorce using the word chutz, so he should ask from chutz, vi almanas virle, osif almanas. And if he understood the debate between Rabbi and the Chachamim, was when the husband said, unconditionally, don't marry so-and-so. He should have presented an argument that addressed that contention. Rebekiva heard that there is a debate. What exactly was the machlokas? Was it chutz or almanas? Was there an argument between Rebekiva and Chachamim Concerning a stipulation on condition that you don't marry so-and-so or you're divorced with the exception of so-and-so. Therefore, Bikiva is offering a various approach for either position. He heard that there's this way or that way. He's offering two ways. Okay, and what is the Objection to his objection, which we saw all of them had an objection, that each, each one had a weakness. If you say it's because the prohibition of kahuna is different, they don't say that Isra kahuna is different because Rabbi Ezra himself derives. His din from Isser Kahuna. Rashi. In Emo, Isser Kahuna Shiny, Hoyle, Viriba Kahana Kasu, Mitzvah Siseris. Maybe say that you cannot compare the sensitivity that a Kohen is not allowed to marry a Grusha who even has a sad Gerishun. But maybe that does not apply to the regular Isser Ashish that's. Universal. That which Rabbi Ezra says that she's permitted to every person except for the one who is excluded. Rabbi Eliezer learns it from Isra Kahuna. Rabbi Ezra learns from Kahuna from one who was divorced, from her husband alone, how do we know that she's not allowed to marry a coin? It's learned from there. Le'el, I mentioned earlier, from that which it is an invalidation for Kuna, it is a get. 
even though he does qualify and say there is a leniency here, we do not say there's a fundamental divide between the Isser of a coin marrying a Grusha and Isser from starting up with Eishasish. Shiny, Koshkin, the Mosimifrach, Alibet, Nail from Isser Kuna, Lachumra, Nemaki, Hechi, the Tsai Grusha, Psula Kuna, Imyamos, Yetsai Ishusa, Psula Lachal Adam. So you cannot say that Rabbi Yezer, who learns from Kuhuna to General Klau is going to say there's a differentiation. Rava said they all have a percha. He holds like Rabbi in the name of one elder, So this Zakin Echad said, Where is Rabbi Yezer coming from? From the Limud, In the parish of Gershon itself, she gets divorced and she goes to another man. And he does not derive it from shiny. Therefore, since, according to the Zakin Echad, Rava says that's actually how Rabbi Yezer learns, so Rikiva has a weakness in his argument in that the objection can be raised. There is a fundamental difference between the Isser of Grusha to Kawain and Ashes Ish to everyone else. You can't say, oh, well, one is derived from the other. If Eliezer learns like this Zaken Echad, this Rabiana in the name of Zaken Echad, that it's a Limud, that has nothing to do with con- comparing coin, the, the Isser Grusha to Isser Eishas Ish. So you have room for this Pircha to say you cannot compare one to the other. Say that Kohanim are extra sensitive. The Torah gave extra Yisurim to them. And therefore, Tzad Grusha will Aser, but Tzad Eishasish will not. So that's a Pircha. Rava holds, when he says there's a Pircha against all, including this Pircha, it's because Rabbi Yezer learned, according to Rava, like this Zokin Echad. But there is no built-in Limud comparing the restriction of HSH to the restriction of Grusha to a coin. So, Rabbi Yeshua himself said, Do not respond to the line after his death. Does that seem to tell us that Rabbi Yeshua agreed with Rabbi Yezer? He himself has an objection to Rabbi Yezer. Rather, this is what he's meaning to say. Don't think Rabbi Yeshua is trying to defend Rabbi Yezer. He disagrees with Rabbi Yezer also. But this is what he means to say. I also have an objection to Rabbi Yezer. However, whether it is coming from me or from you, no, the Rabbi Yezer is a lion, and he might have had an answer for whatever we're raising. Okay, what is the objection of Rabbi Yeshua, even though he cautioned whether it's my objection or your objections, recognize that he's not going to be able to answer, obviously. He's no longer with us, and he might have said something. So the Pirach of Rabbi Yeshua, Ditanya, in accordance with the Bray, Sa'am Rabbi Yeshua, Makish Shnia, There's a likeness, a comparison to prior to the second marriage that should be parallel to prior to the first marriage. The Torah says 
that she has a new marriage. The second, the in-between stage, post-divorce, should be similar to pre-marriage. Just as before the first marriage, she had no connection to any other person, no, no man, there's no relationship. So too, before the second marriage. She is also a single girl, unencumbered, unattached. She's not connected to another man. That's the value of this teaching itself. Rebbeleazer concedes, as we saw in Tosos, this is a Pella, concedes to who? The Chachamah disagree. But Rebbeleazer, for his part, agrees to some degree in concept that a man who divorces his wife, Behold, you are permitted to all men except for so-and-so. And then she went and married somebody unrelated. And then she became widowed or divorced. That she is permitted to the man that she was originally restricted to by virtue of the second permission that was either generated through Misa or Gershin. Now she's fully permitted to marry even the one who was originally restricted from the first divorce. Rav Shimon Alazar responded with an answer to the words of Rabbi Where do we find that this prohibits and that permits? See Rashi. They are connected. The Pasuk links the earlier stage to the second stage. And the Gemara is deriving from there that prior to any marriage should have a similarity to prior to the second marriage. The marriage of her first husband, was the source restricting her ability to marry that guy who was excluded, the fine print, if you will, of divorce, except for so-and-so. And a second marriage will permit it. That's a very strange thing. You ever find such a thing? That Ze'osev Zemati. Velo, and you never find such a thing. Revoma. I'll give you an example. You have a case of Yuvoma. Levert marriage. Debal Oser. The husband creates the prohibition. Yavamati. And the Yavam will matter up the Iser. The husband begins through the marriage with creating the Iser Eshesesh. And then the Yavam could be the Matir. If he dies or gives her a get. No, that's not really a good comparison because the Yavam himself is the one that created the Isser. You're right, the original marriage was created by the husband, but that husband died. That's why we have a Yavam here. Once that husband died, really, you have Misa Sabal, she's free. She's no longer connected to him. The Yavam is the one who comes and says, oh, wait, just wait, there's a Zika here. So the Yavam is really the source of the Isser. So it's not that the, the dead husband created the Isser and the Yavam is the Matir. No, the Yavam does both. He creates the Isser and the Matir. From the husband alone, she would have been permitted. And staying that way. So this is not a Pircha, this is not an unusual thing that we're attributing to this uh, circumstance of Rebbe saying that this is Matin, this is, is Oser. Okay, let's try another case. Harei Nidari. 
to know their Oser Chachamate. We never find this one is Oser and that one is Matir, two different sources. What about Nadarim? The one who takes the Nadir creates the Iser, and then the Chacham comes and is Matir. So yes, we should find such a thing, therefore it's not such a strange strange phenomenon. And, and why are you saying it is a Pircha? Now, it's also, the heter is also coming with the charata. Rabbi Yochanan explains, the chacham is not really the matir. The matir is through the Pesach of charata. Who's being mischaret? The oser, the one who took the nether is being mischaret. He is the one who has regrets. And it is his regrets that are the catalyst for the dissolving of this vat. So, it's the one who took the vow is really instrumental through his charata in nullifying the vow. And it's not a violation. It's, it, it's, it's not another example of this one being oser and that one being matir, a different source. No, it's the same source of being oser and matir. And therefore, we still have our pircha in place. Hare hafaraz baal. We'll give you another case that seems to be the husband who neutralizes his wife's vow, the Isha Noderes, it's the woman who makes the vow, and her husband says, nothing doing. He neutralizes it. Over there, the mechanism is as taught by Rav Pinchas in the name of Ravah. Her initial vow was with the understanding that if her husband is amenable to it, and if not, not. So it also is a limitation within her being the oser and her being the matter. So therefore, it is quite an unusual thing to find ze oser and ze matir, two different sources. These things that seem at the surface to be two sources are all really the source that generated the oser is the source of the hetar as well. Nana Rabbi Elozman Azariah responded, Vomar, in his objection, he said, Krisus Dabra Kores The Torah says, a book of severance, something that severs between him and her. Therefore, you see, there is no full severance. When the husband says, Here's your get, your bill of divorce, except Ella, so and so, is, ex- is excluded from this proceeding. So she's not fully severed from him. She's still bound to him. That was the strongest objection. Rabbanon, hi, Krisus, my of delay. The Rabbanon, who all said other objections, what do they do with this seemingly very straightforward objection? They're using Krisus for something else. What do they do with it? They needed it for the teaching of this b'raisa. Behold, this is your bill of divorce on condition that you don't drink wine. On condition that you never return to your, house, your father's house. That is lacking in severance. She's not divorced from her husband because she's still bound by him because of this limitation. She can never have a drink. She can never go to her father's house. It's not Krisus. She's not severed. Shloshim yom hareza Krisus. But if he stipulates for 30 days, you can't have a drink for 30 days, then it'll be a divorce. You can't go to your father's house for 30 days, then you'll be divorced. Then it is Krisus. So the Chachamim learn this halacha from Krisus. Therefore, it's not available to exclude the teaching of Rabbi Yezer, the Yedich, and according to the other, meaning Rabbi Yezer, how does he learn this halacha? Mikaris Krisus Nafka. He has an extra limud. The Apostle says that he writes for her a bill of divorce, Sefer Krisus, the Kasulah Sefer Krisus. It could have said, Sefer Kares, why does it say Krisus? To teach you both, Kares and Krisus.
one that can't be a permanent restriction on her, whether it be to have a drink or go to her father's house, and as well, he objects to Rabbi Ezra saying that was a violation of Chrysus, the extra limud, when she's still considered married concerning that one individual. And according to the Chachamim, they don't darshan kares and krisos. They only darshan krisos. So therefore they come on to other objections to Rebbe Lezer, but they don't have the extra limud of kares in addition to krisos. Omar Rava. Rava said, If the husband said, This is your bill of divorce on condition that you don't drink wine all the days of my life, and say krisos. That is not a severance. If he said, all the days of so-and-so's life, someone else, then it is Chrysus. What's the difference? Why is it yes considered Chrysus? It's a severance. If it's stipulating that the restriction is in effect only for the time, the lifetime of so-and-so, not the husband. The Dilma mice, maybe he'll die. And the condition will be fulfilled. And in his own life as well. So he might die also. And the condition will be fulfilled. Rather, if he said all the days of your life, when he's giving her the get, all, to her, all the days of her life, that's not severance. Because she is certainly going to be bound for her all the days of her life. But if he says all the days of my life or so-and-so else's life besides the woman he's divorcing, that is considered crisis. It is a severance. There is a potential for this condition to be fulfilled and for them to be fully severed. Rava asked a question before Rav Nachman. If he says to her, Today, you're not my wife. He's giving her a get. He says, this is for today. You're not my wife. But it's a temporary divorce. And tomorrow, you're back to being my wife. Maho, what's the halacha? This is a question that can be asked both according to Rabbi Yezer and the Rabbanon. We can phrase this question according to Rabbi Yezer. Ad kan, Awesome. Until now, Rabbi Yezer only said his opinion that the stipulation where he accepts the Gerushim is, is Ella Dilman Kashari, Kashari the Olam. That the one who receives the permission, which is almost the whole world, is entirely and limitlessly permitted. But over here, lo, in this case, there's a weakness. Yes, she's divorced for everybody, but for a limited time only. Oh, Dilma, Loshna, maybe there's no difference. That's the question. The question can also be posed according to the opinion of the Rabbanon, who reject Rabbi Ezer. The Rabbanon only reject Rabbi Ezer over there. Because there's, there's no complete severance. But over here, there is a complete severance with no strings attached in any way. It's just the time frame is limitation. But there's while the divorce is in effect, there's no other limitation. After the question was raised, the answer was offered, meaning he, he said his own mahalach, Mistabra, top of Presumably, bein Rabbeinu bein Rabbanon. Either way, both Shitas Rabbeinu and Rabbanon came to Pasca Pasca. Since it was severed, it was severed. Says Tosos Pirish umigoreshesle olam. And she's divorced for good. Meaning, when he said, "You're divorced today and tomorrow, the marriage is coming back." It's a hiccup divorce. No. Once she is fully severed, so Bain Rabbi Yezer and Bain the Rabbanon, what's Mistabra is that 
she's divorced and done. That's the end. No, no bouncing back of the Ishus, even though he made that claim. But once she's divorced, she's divorced. As Vesosos learns. Smachlokes, we're showing him what to do. The riff does not bring it, Bechlal. So, who knows what Shitas Arif is. The Rambam says the opposite. The Rambam says that she's married. So, the opposite. That Shitas Rambam. And Shulchan Aruch is Mesopic. Shulchan Aruch brings this as a Suffolk. Kuf, Lamed, Zayin, Sefei. And the The Gros says that the maskan of the sugya that she's Mugureshes is the, the psak of the Rosh and the Rashba, as you saw Tosfos. The riff doesn't bring it at all. The Rambam says, Eni Mugreshes Klau. So we have big machlokis. And I'll go upon him, it's a, it's a suffix in Shulchan Aruch. 